Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more. And I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. What I learned is that um, the longer you take to do what you know that God is telling you to do, Mm. is the longer you're held accountable for the person that was going to be blessed by your message or by your voice or by the thing that you were supposed to do for them. So I decided that I'm no longer going to hold somebody else back. Mm -hmm. That's why I wrote the book. That was my guest, Jasmine Moore, talking to me about her book, Because No One Told Me. Jasmine is a motivational speaker, philanthropist, youth advocate, and the founder of More Than Help, LLC. And she joins me in this episode to discuss her upcoming women's empowerment event called I Like My Coffee Black. Jasmine describes herself as a purpose partner, and in today's episode, she explains how she's overcome her own challenges, found her purpose, and how her faith informs her work. Her book, Because No One Told Me, is a 21-day guide to purposeful transformation for adolescents. This book helps young people navigate choices and the challenges that lay ahead of them. Jasmine is clearly invested and deeply rooted in serving our youth, and she boasts a robust background, which you can read in the bio in today's show notes. You can also learn more about Jasmine by following her on Facebook at Jasmine J. Moore, Purpose Partner. Get tickets to I Like My Coffee Black via Eventbrite, and I will definitely include links to all of her contacts in today's show notes. But without any further hesitation, I am so excited to present this episode with my guest, Jasmine Moore. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. I'm very excited to be joined here by a wonderful sister, our sister Jasmine Moore. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And Jasmine Moore is um, the founder of More Than Help, LLC. Yes. So tell us about yourself. So my name is Jasmine. Um, I'm from Atlantic City, born and raised. Um, I'm a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend. Um, I love helping people. So that's where it came from. My last name now is Moore. It used to be Carlisle okay. before I got married. So I kind of added that to it just to say More Than Help okay. because um Last year, I came to a point where I was like, I wanted to be a life coach. Mm. But that's not what I wanted to call it. Okay. Because I just don't like the way that sounds. Like, the whole coaching part, it just makes it seem like I've arrived or Mm. I've already become an expert in these areas, and I haven't. So um, I developed More Than Help LLC. So it's basically what it is, more than just help. So I'm Mm. there with you. And I call myself a purpose partner because – Thank you. So <laughs> basically, I just want to help people find their purpose. And it it definitely starts with the younger population, the young girls, because I feel like that's the best time mm-hmm. to find out who you are and what right. your purpose is 
is like those adolescent years because yeah. that's where I got lost at right. because I didn't understand who I was mm-hmm. at all. I didn't understand what my purpose was, what God said that my purpose was. So I needed to understand that. And even though I understand it now, if I would have understand it, understood mm-hmm. it then, I wouldn't have went through a lot of the things that I went through when I was younger. Right. So that's where it kind of, it kind of, that's where we're all kind of put together. I like, like that, you know, because when we're in our youth, we waste a lot of time. Yes. You know, we make making mistakes or, yes. you know, recreating mistakes that those before us have made. So mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that's a very pivotal time in a person's life to help filling in some of those gaps that, yeah. you know, helping identify who they are, like you said, what their purpose is in the universe, what God has for them. Yeah, because it's nothing worse than no longer being here on the earth mm-hmm. or dying and you haven't fulfilled what you were supposed to fulfill. Mm. You might as well have been a tree. Right. So you're just taking you, up at least, space. At least a tree gives shade. Yeah. Right? So, so, <laughs> so it's kind of like I want the youth to understand who they are and what they're supposed to do early on so that they can start doing it. Because mm. at the, it's so many different things happening now, and our kids are dying faster than we are. Right. And if they're just able to just fulfill their purpose early – they'll be fulfilled. Right, right. And other people's will be able, they le- they will have legacies at young ages. Right. So Starting that's just. sooner. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I like that. So I like that purpose partner. So, yeah. So how does that work? I mean, it, because it, it, when I think about purpose partner, I think about accountability partners, yes. right? Yes, it, that's exactly what it is, is accountability. So like I said, I didn't want to model it after a life coach being as though I'm an expert mm-hmm. or if I have arrived. I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm with that person mm-hmm. the whole way. I'm partnering with them. I'm making sure that I'm holding them accountable. They're holding me accountable. We're kind of working together as a team. It's a partnership right. just to make sure that we're both going to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having that guidance, that guardianship as they're going through things mm-hmm. is really important because I really do feel like our youth, they don't have that. Yeah, They don't have many of them. They may have it but they don't know how to seek it. Right. You know, and, and even if they have it, I mean, you know, a lot of our young people have children at very young ages. Yes. And so they're a parent who is trying to find his or her way, yes. um, making the mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that parent hasn't found the wisdom and understanding yet to give it to that child mm-hmm. until maybe the, the parent is maybe 40 and the right. child has went through their own journey. Or we have other cases where we have people who are uh, influential in a child's life, but maybe not influential in the right way. Right, negative, definitely. Yeah. Just that those negative influence that we just don't need. Mm-hmm. And just trying to break those generational curses Yes, um, is really important because you see it all the time, especially in a black community. You right. see how we can just keep going through the same cycles right. over, over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I feel like someone has to step up and say mm-hmm. this has to stop. Right. Let's start here because the kids that you're going to birth are going to be better. Right. You know right. what I mean? So it'll be better to just start at the younger ages. Not saying that women aren't important too because we mm-hmm. still have to imp- empower our sisters. Right. But if we start at the youth, at least we know it's going to carry on. Right, right. So. It's, it's the saying like it's, it's easier to work with a clean glass mm-hmm. than to or fresh glass than mm-hmm. to 
you know, dump out a dirty glass, clean it up, and then start all over again, mm-hmm. right? So I, I agree that targeting our youth with the right kind of uh, uh, teaching and inspiration and guidance right. is important. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So so how does more than more than help uh, do that for young people? So I do seminars, mm-hmm. I do workshops um, through any avenue that will have me. Okay. Um, just making sure that I'm getting the message out there whether it be self-esteem, positive body image, mm-hmm. um, talking about things that they might go through in school, bullying, just right. all different things that um, are happening with them, things that are relevant to them, issues that are relevant to them, mm-hmm. and trying to just make sure that we're going to start with what they feel as though is important and kind of work our way from there. Yeah, Just to like help that. them through these situations because our kids go through so many – my son is nine. <laughs> and he comes home and tells me some stuff. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, wow, like our kids are seeing things way younger than I saw them when I was younger, way younger than my mother saw them. Mm-hmm. And things is just it's rolling from there. Yeah, and they're seeing it. I mean, the the older you are when you um meet a challenge, the more sophisticated you are mm-hmm. to manage it and process it. But if our young people are seeing these challenges at you know, very, very young, immature ages. Right. And, you know, they're, they're just getting too much to bear too soon. Right. They yeah. shouldn't have to make those choices. Yeah. Um, this past weekend, I was a keynote speaker for a youth conference, and mm-hmm. my presentation was on choices. So I went over just different reasons why we make the choices or, or the decisions that we make. And two factors, fear and acceptance. Mm. So a lot of our youth, they fear certain things or they want to be accepted. So that's right. why they're making these decisions and not knowing how to actually make them in a more positive light mm-hmm. is the reason why we have all of these bad things happening yeah. to our kids. Yeah, I like that. You know, I was um, doing a workshop a couple of weeks ago and, and you talk to, you're talking about fear and acceptance. I was explaining to them the damaging effects of drugs and alcohol. Right. But I... I I was coming at it not just, you know, it's not just immoral. We can put that to the side, but just mm-hmm. how it's going to affect you personally. Right. right. You know, and young people, you know, appealing to their vanity helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we all think, okay, I'll never do that because it'll have some kind of negative consequence. But when we're faced with the challenge, face-to-face, when it's your best friend, when it's your homie, when it's your neighbor, right. when it's your big cousin who you admire, and if you've already decided not to do that, you already ha- you have to have a script prepared, right? Because if you don't know what to say, right, odds are you're gonna go, right, with the influence, right, right. Our kids are so they're so scared to say no, yeah, and they're so anxious For about acceptance. certain things, yeah, and they're just they want to be accepted, mm-hmm. they want to be liked, they don't want to get bullied, they don't want to do what's opposite of what their friends are doing, whether mm-hmm. it be negative or positive. Um, and I just want to make sure that we're instilling the knowledge in them so that they can make better healthy choices Mm -hmm. when it comes to certain things. And then I think also help them develop positive trends among themselves. Right. You know, because a lot of times the trends are either spending money on, you know, a gadget, Mm -hmm. you know, or sneakers, Mm -hmm. right? Or or the trend could be drugs and alcohol. You know, the trend could be, um, you know, sexual activity. Right. But helping them establish trends amongst themselves that are healthy, I think that's an important aspect that we kind of miss sometimes. Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. So I know you're coming up with um, I Like My Coffee Black, a women's empowerment conference. Yes. Well, before we get to that, talk about your book. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so talk about your book. I don't want to skip over that and get to the main event. You know, I have that in my mind too, but I definitely want to hear about your book. Yeah, so my book is called Because No One Told Me. Mm-hmm. It's a um, 21-day journal to help you find their purpose. Um, and what I found, even though I wrote it from the aspect of just trying to help you find their purpose, I had some of my friends uh, read it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my sisters um a couple of ministers that I know, they were reading, and they said, wow, like, this can really help someone older, too. Yeah. Even though I wrote it from the perspective of things that I wish that someone would have told me mm-hmm. when I was younger, what I found is that the reason why I helped so many of my friends and so many of my sisters is because the things that they're going through right now are rooted and the things that they went through when they were adole- when they were adolescents, right. when they were teenagers. Right. So these are things that they haven't dealt with, yeah. things that they haven't touched. So they were like, oh, my gosh, Jasmine, like, this is really helping me right now. I've never asked myself these questions. Mm. I've never went through the things that I've, I've went through and really kind of dissected it and looked at every single thing um, case by case. And... It's just, it's blessing people all over. And I, I feel good about that yeah. because, honestly, I wasn't even going to put out the book. And my husband was like, if you don't put out the book, <laughs> I'm going to put my name on it and I'm going to sell it. I was like, you Somebody's going to get paid he's for like, this. He's like, somebody, he's like, you have to put it out because it was, it was more therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I knew that someone may need it, it was things that, it took me so long. When I tell you I had composition books upon composition books around the house, just writing certain things and just going through different situations that I knew that happened in my life, they were all over the house. And then I finally compacted it mm-hmm. and put it all together and wrote it. And I read it. I was like, wow, this can really bless somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why it's called Because No One Told Me is because I want to tell you what I wish that someone would have yeah. told me. Yeah. And it just goes through the different situations that I went through when I was younger. And it tells you a story. And then it asks you questions mm-hmm. just to get your mind going. And usually when you see like journal books, they have lines on right. the pages. I don't have any lines on my journal pages because I want you to be able to draw a picture, make mm-hmm. a diagram, whatever you have to do. If you, Whatever you have to do to relive that moment put it down on a paper so that we can start to go through things. And I feel that when you're done, you start to understand who you are, Mm -hmm. what your purpose is. Um, Because like I said, when I was younger, I had a great upbringing, mother, father in the house, grandparents, godparents, a great home, great schools, everything. However, no matter how much they affirmed me, no matter how much they said, oh, you're smart, you're cute, you're silly, whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. they said about me, it could have been so positive, but I didn't understand what my purpose was. It didn't mean anything to me. Right, right. I wanted the people on the outside to accept me, yeah. and I feared them not accepting me. So that's, again, those two factors, acceptance and fear, mm-hmm. which led me to being curious. And like I said, like um, when I was younger, leaving, a, I wasn't allowed to leave the court. <laughs> and when I left the court and when my godmother bought me my bike and I started going, hanging out with my friends, that just opened up Pandora's box. Right. I was just, my world was just, I saw all this stuff and yeah. I wanted to touch and feel every right. single thing. Right. And being as though that I didn't have anyone telling me, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe you should wait to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Is the reason why I went through a lot of these situations, which I put in the book to yeah. help other young people. I like that. It's it's like that quote um 
you know, be the person that you wished you had when you were a child. Right. 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 Yeah, I like that. And I think that um, the way that you design your book mm-hmm. with with uh, without without lines, because when you have lines that tells the reader or the person that your action is to write. Mm-hmm. But by just having a page, then they're free to do that expressive Whatever. work, however it resonates with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that we don't do that enough. We don't write enough. Right. And, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if your grammar is right. It doesn't matter if your spelling is right. Just whatever it is that you need to do, do something physical to express that. Right. Don't type it into your smartphone mm-hmm. or into your computer. Actually do something physical with pen and paper mm-hmm. and you get a different kind of a, a, a cathartic release from it. Right. Yeah. Right. It gets your mind start going. Like yeah. your mind is start, you start releasing all of these things and you're releasing all of these, um, different uh, uh, vibes into the air. And then next thing you know, you're just like, wow, this mm-hmm. is why. Mm-hmm. This is it. Yeah. This is what I need to go back to. Right. You know, Jasmine, we don't sit enough with our thoughts. We mm-hmm. don't sit enough just with ourselves and think. I mean, you know, for those of us who are of faith and we pray or, mm-hmm. or, or meditate, um, but beyond that, we don't just sit and think. Mm-hmm. We don't think about why I felt the way I did or why I responded the way I did or why somebody might have responded to me. Right. That kind of introspective action, we don't take that m- enough, I think, and I'm glad that you have that in the book because mm-hmm. it makes us stop and deal with what's happened. Right. It definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're getting a great, um, you're gr- great feedback from it. Yes. Yeah. The first person that came to me and said that they even bought it. I was just like, thank you. (laughs) And, you know, it's one thing for someone to buy it because they want to support me. Mm. But I almost cried the moment when someone actually told me that they read it. Yeah. I was like, you read the book? Right. And they was like, yeah, I'm on day number five. They went through the whole book, and then they went back and journaled. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's awesome. And then my sister, she went through the book, too. And one day I went to her house, and she said, I got to get your book. I said, don't worry about it. I said, here it goes, and I already signed it for you. She was like, I got to pay you. I said, no, don't pay me. I was like, I feel like you need it. Mm. I feel like it's really going to bless you. Mm -hmm. And it has. It really has. It's just certain things that she's able to bring up from her childhood and really just dissect it and go through it again and really fill out, figure out what was the reason for these things. And it it helps. It's therapeutic. Yeah. It's definitely therapeutic. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you're getting that feedback. I mean, it's it's one thing to have a product out there and to not know how people are receiving or how it's impacting them, but it's so wonderful to know that it's having the desired intent or the desired result, right? Right, right. impacting people and making us think and kind of, um, you know, pick apart those events, right? Absolutely. And, and 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 I know it's healing a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely is. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. So, how can we get the book? So, the book is available on Amazon. Um, it's also on Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. Um. You can buy it there. You just go in, put in a search bar. Because no one told me, it'll pop right up. Right now, it's only $10. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an ebook version? Yes, there's an ebook version that is $4.99. That's on Kindle. But I put it on ebook because sometimes people are just, they techie. And mm. that's what they like. Okay. But I highly do recommend that you get the um, physical book because then you're able to journal the mm-hmm. way that I envisioned it. Yeah. Um, 
But if you get the Kindle version, that's perfectly fine. But still, get a composition book, a yeah. notebook, and still go through it because it's, it's needed. Yeah. It's needed. That's great. So, okay, back to I like my coffee black. Yes. I think that this is a, a wonderful thing that you – well, it's okay, so I'll let you talk about it. So it's a women's empowerment event. Yes. And go on. Tell us about it. Okay, so um, Taylor and I, we've been – we're sisters. Taylor Ali. Uh, Taylor Ali of Brown, Brown Girls, Girls Nirvana. Nirvana. She's the founder of Brown Girls Nirvana. And for some time now, just being in Sister Circle, we've just been looking for different things to do, just to empower women, mm-hmm. to get to a, a, a bigger audience. Um, so I was looking online, and we both came, up, came across um, an event that happens in the U.K., mm-hmm. and it's a black girl's tea. So Taylor came up with the, um, we wanted to switch it around. We called it I Like My Coffee Black. So it's going to be breakfast there and coffee and mm-hmm. vendors and shopping, of course. Um, and we're going to have panelists, of which you're going to be one of the panelists. And we're just, like, so happy I'm about. so grateful to be invited. It's, I'm, so, I'm so honored. When Taylor said you say yes, I was like, yes. <laughs> but that's, that, like, that's, that's awesome. Like, we, we're looking for different women to represent different women Mm -hmm. we want everyone to be represented on the panel we want every woman that's there to be able to identify Mm -hmm. with what comes out of one of the women's mouths to be able to have something resonate with them when they leave um and it's very important because I feel like we don't we don't uplift each other enough Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe it's just the people that I see on a daily basis but I see a lot of things going on that are negative And I feel like we need more positive just to kind of wash that out. Right. Like, just to get it out of here. Because if we don't uplift one another, if we don't empower one another, then who is? Right. And, you know, I I agree with you. I think that – and I don't know that if it's not negative things happening, but I think we have such an avalanche Mm -hmm. of – of a preponderance of negative stuff or promoted. Yes. You know, preponderance of negative material promoted to us in media. I mean – the reality TV shows mm-hmm. are just um, full of uh, women tearing each other down. Right. And um, so I think that we can't have enough of of events like this. Yes. We need to literally just crowd every space that we can. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. Not only are we seeing it, but our girls are seeing it. Right. Our daughters are seeing it. Our sisters are seeing mm-hmm. it. Um and that's and, not what we want. And Jasmine, they're being cultured by it, right? Yes. So I remember being young, and whatever is on television, and especially that's on the loop, you become cultured by it. I remember, I remember Madonna. I mm-hmm. remember Janet Jackson and her album Control. I remember Janet Jackson with Poetic Justice. Everybody wanted the braids, yes. right? So, so what we see cultures us. Yes. And and it cultures us, and it cultures our mindset, and then our actions and behavior follows. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Our young women are seeing this. And so we have to give them, I call it the competing message. Mm-hmm. We have to give them a different narrative Absolutely. of of how they can exist and, and occupy space with one another without conflict. Absolutely. And then again, it's to break generational curses because mm-hmm. a lot of times us women, we're the way that we are because maybe our mothers were that way right. or our grandmothers were that way. And this is what we saw and this is what we believe is supposed to be fact. Mm-hmm. Maybe we had women in our lives that bashed men all the time. And this is yes. what we think that we're supposed to do. This is how we talk to yeah, men. Yeah, this is how we talk to men. We, we don't respect men. Right. And we're not going to respect them. We're going to be a strong black woman. <laughs> and nobody's going to make us yeah. respect them. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, that's not how it's supposed right. to be. Right. You're supposed to be the man to help me. Mm-hmm. You're right. supposed to be there. And he's like, 
we're supposed to work together. Right. We're not supposed to work against each other. Right. And I see that so much. And just mm-hmm. trying to make sure that we're able to start a new dialogue on how it's supposed to be. Mm. Because even though it may be generational, that woman may not know. Mm-hmm. She may right. need a sister to pull her aside and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't talk to him like that. Right. Or, hey, maybe you shouldn't talk to her like that. Right. And just making sure that they understand that there's better ways to go mm-hmm. about things. And mm-hmm. sometimes it may click and they say, oh, you're right. Or it yeah. might not click. Right. And, you know, you just got to follow right. up with it later yeah. with some accountability. But I think it's, it's for the better it's just to make sure that we're empowering one another. Because I know that when I grew up, that wasn't something that I saw all the time. I saw a lot of people fighting. I mm-hmm. saw a lot of people arguing. I saw people talk bad about one another. I saw people gossiping. I didn't mm-hmm. see anybody doing anything that was for the betterment of us. Right. Um, and that's something that I want to make sure that if I can be a part of it or if I can even start the conversation about it, I'm going to do it. If I have the time and the resources, even if I don't have the resources, I'm going to find the resources. Right. <laughs> and, like, we're going to make it work. And yeah. that's why... Taylor has become more than a friend, more than a coworker. Mm-hmm. We've really become sisters through this whole process because our minds kind of like are in sync. I'll text her. She'll text me. We should do this. Right? We should do this. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's just coming together. And just to see your vision be birthed is, is awesome. Yeah, it is. Like just to see it all come together. Something as, as small as seeing a flyer being put together right. <laughs> or seeing someone buy the ticket for an event that was in your head just a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago yeah. is mind-blowing. Yeah. And it's like just having that faith, right? putting all your faith there and saying, you know what, it's going to work, it's going to work, and just actually seeing it work, it's like, wow. Yeah. And how, how incredible is it, too, to have uh, a sister – like Taylor mm-hmm. Ali, that you can work with, who will push you and who will support you. I mean, because you're you're working with more than help, yes. right? And she's working through um, Brown Girls Nirvana, right? And by you each kind of being on that path together, coming together and saying, "What can we do together mm-hmm. for other people, mm-hmm. for other women?" I think that's exceptional. I think it's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity, and I think that it's something that should be modeled. This mm-hmm. kind of collaboration, because. Uh, we are encouraged to compete more right. than we're encouraged to collaborate. Right. Right. But right. we grow more together. You go faster together than right. you do by yourself. Right. Because if we continue to compete and we continue to just turn our backs on our sisters, mm-hmm. nobody wins. I want to say, yeah, so you won the race. Now what? Yeah, right. nobody wins. <laughs> now you're by yourself. Yeah, right? you're by yourself. What's the point? Who Who's at the, the finish line mm-hmm. cheering you on? Right. And that's the one thing with Taylor. Like, we definitely are accountability partners. Yeah. Um, our strengths definitely complement one another. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome. It's awesome to have someone that you know that when things need to get done, they're going to get done. Great. So I love that. And I love that for you. I love that for her. Um, I have that. I have that with, you know, um, women in my life who support, who encourage, who push, mm-hmm. who question, who right. challenge. Right. You know, I mean give it to you straight up, right. you know, sometimes give it to you with honey, right. you know, but who, but who will be there in a, in a really comprehensive way. And it's necessary. Right. Absolutely. I feel like accountability is very important. Having that accountability partner is very important. Mm-hmm. Having mentors is very important. Yes. Um, I have three mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my mentors, she's just, she's become the foundation of everything that I'm doing because like, 
we sit down and we talk, we find out how much alike we are. Like, Mm -hmm. our birthdays are, like, 10 days apart. We both want to have the same type of car (laughs) when we get some money. (laughs) Like... We both right. had our first child at the at the same age, and it's just mm-hmm. so many different things that we're alike. And she's she's been helping me grow mm-hmm. to where we both know that God wants me to be. Yeah. Um, I'm a volunteer at her mentorship program in Atlantic City, and through that, we actually built a great model to be able to duplicate it in Camden mm-hmm. because I was just like. We had it for girls in Atlantic City. And I'm from Atlantic City. I love Atlantic City. But I've been working in Camden for about seven years now, mm-hmm. working with homeless and running with youth. Yeah. And being as though that's something that I see, I know that we have to start somewhere. Right. So knowing that in a couple of months we'll be able to have a mentorship program modeled the same way right. that it is in Atlantic City is just it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome Just because I always wanted to do it. I didn't know where to start. I had no clue. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to build a curriculum and Mm. just having her and everything was already done. You know what? I I, I love that you said that because I don't believe in recreating something. If it's working, Mm -hmm. if if it's working, we do not need to keep recreating and, 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 and trying to you know, see how we can innovate. If there is something that's working, right? let's take that application and let's bring it with us everywhere we go. Right. If it works. Right. Right? Because principles are universal. They're going to be applicable everywhere that we go. Right. And so there's no need to, because we waste, the reason I say that is because we waste time. Right. We waste time getting to the people who need the service because we're there in our shop, you know, in our workshop trying to create something new mm-hmm. when we have something that works. What I learned is that um, the longer you take to do what you know that God is telling you to do mm. is the longer you're held accountable for the person that was going to be blessed by right. your message or right. by your voice or by the thing that you were supposed to do for them. Right. So I decided that I'm no longer going to hold somebody else back. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote the book, because everything that I wrote in there is something that can definitely bless a young person mm-hmm. or an older person, right. a more seasoned person, whatever have you, um, but the longer I held on to that knowledge, I'm their accountability partner, and I'm not doing them a, right. a service right now because I'm holding them back from where they need to be. I'm mm-hmm. holding them back from discovering who they're supposed to be. <laughs> right. And that's a tough pill to swallow yeah. because when I learned that, I was like, oh, well, maybe I need to just jump in this water. That's right. And either I'm going to swim or right. I'm going to sink. Right. And sometimes we wait till it's just right. But, you know, I've learned a long time ago that done beats perfect anytime. Yes. Right. <laughs> I want it to be just right. But, you know, just kind of getting it done and, and actually the process of building, mm-hmm. you know, you get so much sharper. Mm-hmm. You get so much wiser. Mm-hmm. And, and because we can't learn just sitting on the sidelines. Right. You know, and, and I love that you recognize, Jasmine, that you know, you're holding back somebody else's blessing yes. of this knowledge yes. and of this wisdom by not putting it out. Right. Even though you might have felt that you weren't ready. Yeah. I didn't think I was ready. Like I said, my husband said he was going to change the name, put his <laughs> name on it and put it out. I was just like, well, how could you do that to my work? And he was just like, well, they need it. Yeah. I was like, you're right. And even with just holding on to it for so long and trying to find the right time, I feel like cer- some things in the book was just things that I needed to go through mm-hmm. um, just to have that wisdom, to have that word to give. But another thing that I learned is that excellence isn't 
perfection. Mm, right. So that's important. That's an important lesson to learn. Yeah, it's not perfection. So it wasn't perfect, but it's done in excellence. And guess what? It doesn't need to be to be effective, right? Right. <laughs> right. 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 And that's and that is what makes it perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I love. I love. I love having this. I love having this conversation with you. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm learning a lot, and it's so nice to. Um, to have a kindred spirit, you yeah. know, in the service of, of our community. And I I make no apology about being um, focused on the black community because that is my community. Yeah. And I believe charity starts at home and then spreads abroad. And to see other sisters um, in this work who are giving up of their time, mm-hmm. um, you know, because t- t- if you're out speaking to a group of young women, then you're not with your family. Right. You know. Right. Um, but you're giving that up because you're trying to help other people. Because right. if at some point these young women are going to have families, yes, right? right, and so, and so also having a supportive family at home that mm-hmm. supports you in the work that you're doing, absolutely. I'm sure your family is so proud of you. They really are. Um, my husband, when he talks about me, I'm like, who is he talking about? Because <laughs> it just sounds like it's just this. Who is she? Like who is this lady? I have to meet her, and I'm just like. Wow. I never knew yeah. that he was so proud of me. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, my father, my godmother, my sister, my son, mm-hmm. Mikey, he, he's nine. And our, my baby, he's almost two. And he's like flipping through the book and like <laughs> playing with it. But then Mikey, I said, Mikey, I wrote a book. He's like, oh, Mommy, I'm so proud of you. And I started crying, of course. <laughs> um, and then he asked me, was it about him? And I had to tell him no. <laughs> But it just That's feels cute. good. Yeah. It feels really good to know that you have people that love you, mm-hmm. that genuinely care about you, yeah. that are proud of you. Right. Um, because after I went through the things that I went through when I was younger, I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to school. I went to college, um, undergrad, grad school, everything. Like I did the things that I was supposed to do, but writing a book and helping mm. your community – outside of your job because even though my job is to help people Mm -hmm. it's my heart it's my passion Mm -hmm. it's become my passion it wasn't before because I was supposed to be a cop (laughs) I was supposed to go into law enforcement like these are the things that I wanted to do but God snatched me right out of that he was like no this isn't for you you're supposed to help people you're supposed to help them before they get to the point where you have to lock Mm -hmm, them up mm -hmm. so so let's talk about that you know you're a woman of faith talk about how your faith informs the work that you do as much as um a lot of my messages are they're talking about real life experiences Mm -hmm. it always comes back around to God Mm -hmm. it always comes back around to spirituality it always comes back around to having some type of faith Mm -hmm. um and just teaching kids that, you know, the things that you want to do, you should have faith that you can actually do it. Yeah. Um, but you have to put in the work. Right. Because we know that that <laughs> that faith without work is dead. You might right. as well forget about it. That's like right. God's not just gonna say, Oh, here you go, mm-hmm. my child. No, you have to put in the work too. Um, so you have to be able to co- cultivate the things That's that right. that you wanna happen. Right. Um, and just believing that the things that you see mm-hmm. can
can be so much greater. Right. What's unseen is so much greater. Like what's behind your back is so much greater than the things that sit in right there in front of your face. You know, you just you just you know reminded me of um, you know one of my favorite scriptures, the parable of the talents, and using what it is that God gave you because mm-hmm. it will multiply. Yes. And and the thing is, you don't always see it coming in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you're you know blessed with abundance in ways that you know, surprise you because you ask for it, but it's not delivered in that package. Right. You know, I mean, you know, Jasmine, you have your eye on a certain car, but, you know, you might be on a tour bus Mm -hmm. or on a a plane traveling the country Mm -hmm. promoting your book, promoting the work that you're doing, you know. And so it doesn't always come like we want it, but we have to put in the work and use what God has given us so that it can be multiplied. Right, absolutely. And and like I said, just having that foundation, um, being spiritual, I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. I'm spiritual, um, and when it comes to things, just teaching kids. Recently, I learned that you know you pray to God for things that you want, things that you need, or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, and you expect Him to give you that. Right. <laughs> but what we don't understand is that it starts with the prayer. Mm-hmm. That's only be- the beginning. He's going right. to give you more than what you prayed for. Mm-hmm. You just have to have the faith. Right. You definitely do have to have the faith. And just teaching kids, um, teaching women, just to have that foundation and just knowing that the things, that, the desires of your heart, you will have it. Mm-hmm. You just have to have the, have the faith. You may be in a faith fight because there's been plenty of times where I've been in a faith fight and I'm just like, all right, God, like you said mm-hmm. that you was going to do this. When is it going to happen? Um, <laughs> and just knowing that he's just waiting for me to be fully submitted. Mm-hmm, right. and be obedient. Right. Just like when it came to writing this book, it came to a point where I had to learn that he's been telling me to do it for so long, yeah. and that obedience just opened up the doors for so many different things. And I, I didn't think that I had anything that anyone wanted to hear. Um, but once people started reading a book or once someone hears me speak about a certain mm-hmm. topic, they say, oh, can you come and talk to this group or can you talk to that group? Oh, can I talk to you? Can you call me? Can you help me? I'm just like, listen, I got you. Like, don't yeah. even worry about it because I will not be held accountable right. for what, what you were supposed to get. Right. Like, I'm going to make time for you. Yeah. I'm going to make time for you. And now I'm really working on just a balance, mm-hmm. just a balance of, you know, family, work, um, my ministry. Yeah. Just having that balance through everything that I do. Right. Um, just making sure that at the end of the day, I'm still making sure that my vessel is mm-hmm. is full. Right. And that I'm not just giving everything out to I'm completely empty. Mm-hmm. Self-care yeah. is very important when you're doing some type of work with the community or um, you have a ministry. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself yeah. and making sure that the principles that you're teaching, that you're following too, right. because right. a lot of times we can get lost in the stuff that we're giving out to others and we're not practicing what we, we preach. Forget it. We, we forget, forget. it. We forget. Yeah. We forget. I'm sitting up here telling you to have faith and live um, close to your purpose and what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be, but I'm not doing it. That's wrong. Right. So now I had to go back and revamp. Yeah. Write another book about how to come <laughs> back. You know what I mean? Like. Right. So. But but it, but it's good because it's real. Yeah. You know, it's real. Because, you know, sometimes you get into the, the rhythm 
the rhythm of the work or the, you know, the routine of it. I should right. say. You get into the routine and then we got to remember to go back and remember why we're doing it and all the things that we're telling others, mm-hmm. you know, that they need and applying mm-hmm. it to ourselves. So um, I Like My Coffee Black is November 10th at 10 o'clock. Yes, in Pensalkin. Uh, 3501 Elm Street in Pensalkin, yes. New Jersey. That's in Camden County. Yes. And how can listeners learn more or get tickets or reach out to you? So I Like My Coffee Black. Um, we're on Eventbrite. Okay. And you just go into the search bar, put in Brown Girls Nirvana or put in I Like My Coffee Black. It's actually trending now. So it's probably sitting right there on your screen. Right. You go in, buy the tickets, and I definitely recommend that um, if you're going to buy tickets, buy them now because they're on sale. Right. And so the 18th, they're only $10. And I would advise you buy one You buy one for you, you buy one for your girlfriend. Yes. Your auntie. Your auntie, your, your sister, your cousin, mom, your, your uncle, grandma, your, your uncle, sister, cousins. Right. Everybody, whoever you can think of, buy an extra ticket just to give to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I used to do that sometimes. I would just mm-hmm. buy an extra ticket, and then just seek God to see who he's going to say give it to. And he'll just tell me, give it to this person. Yeah. And then they'll wind up coming with me. Now I got somebody to sit with me. Right. Um, Because a lot of times I would go places by myself. But like I said, just buy another ticket. Mm-hmm. Give it to someone who may not be able to, ha- who doesn't have the $10 to buy the ticket, someone that you think that's going to be blessed by the event, because it's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. There's going to be women from all different walks of life coming in there and just sharing their testimonies, their stories, their wisdom. And you're going to be the the moderator? Yes, yes. Okay. I'll be hosting the event um, along with Taylor. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. Like, I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's exciting, and I, I love that you're doing this. You know, just continue to serve. Just right. continue to serve. Right. And, um, you know, to, to take that leadership role right. and, and not wait for somebody else to do it, not wait to be an attendee at somebody else's event, right. saying, you know, this is a good thing to have and, and why not me? Right, absolutely. I love that. So um, when I interview, sometimes I forget that I'm interviewing and I'm just having a great conversation like this one has been. But I want to ask you, is there a personal um, mantra or scripture or quote that you live by that you'd like to share with listeners? Um. Absolutely. Um, when I was younger, I used to get like the thing was dog tags and you get mm. stuff engraved oh, yeah, on them. <laughs> and I remember when I was younger, I just thought it was cool just to put a scripture on a dog tag. And it was Philippians 413. And I didn't. I ain't paying no mind. And I just thought it was cool. It looked cool. Mm-hmm. But it sat with me my entire life mm-hmm. that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as long as I have my faith. Yeah. As long as you have your faith, as long as we have our faith, we can do whatever we want to do. Mm. Like the sky's the limit. Right. The right. sky's the limit. I don't want anyone to ever think that their dreams or their visions are too big. Mm-hmm. Like your dreams should scare you. Right. You know, if if they don't scare you, they're if they're big they, enough. They're not big enough. <laughs> if they don't seem like, oh, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. I don't know where I'm gonna get this from, right. then you're not on yeah. the right track. Right. They should definitely be something that's beyond what you can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we pray with doubt. Yeah. You know, and we pray with doubt. We kind of disqualify ourselves. Yeah. You know, from the earning of what we're praying for. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. I used to do, I kind of say I probably still do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when I'm not thinking right. Yeah. I disqualify, my, disqualify myself from a lot of blessings that were supposed to be coming to me. Yeah. And I'm not asking God for 
things specifically as I should. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've learned to be more specific with my prayers. Right. Like, right. I'm writing it down. God, I need this, this, and I need it this big, this wide. <laughs> Tomorrow, maybe the next day. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, I'm, right. I'm very specific as yeah. to what I need. And God will give you the desires of your heart. Right. He definitely will. Absolutely. Wonderful. So um, I want to thank you, too, for being a guest, being a wonderful guest. And, um, you know, because no one told me, make sure, you know, listeners get that book. Um, get it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com yes. and make sure you get your ticket to I Like My Coffee Black. It's going to be a wonderful uh, women's empowerment event and um, get a ticket for you, get a ticket for a girlfriend. And uh, I'm really honored to be asked to be a panelist. Um, you know, I would do anything to support, you know, and so to be on the panel, that's just kind of more than I could have dreamed about. So I'm grateful for that. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I also wanted to invite you to another event um, that we're having for the mentorship program in Atlantic City. It's called I'm Black there. Girls Rock. I'm, well, they, we do rock. Black Girls Rock. <laughs> and I'm there. It, yes, it's I'll September 28th. Um, it's going to be at, it's called the Soldier's Home. So it's going to be rare honoring, I believe it's nine women. Nice. Nine women in the community that just do great things. For the community, um, we're going to honor them, have a dinner. It's going to be awesome. I think like, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, it's just, I love being around other women that are doing mm-hmm. great things, that are doing good things, that are doing small things, big right, things, whatever right. whatever you're doing. Whenever you can extend yourself past yourself, yeah, you should be honored well, for it. Well, you know it. what? I, was, I wanted to ask you, as, as we're closing, um, before you just give a closing remark, closing statement, some advice, but how would you advise others to be the movement? You know, I think that um, it's great to be a spectator on social media mm-hmm. and cheer, or, you know, we want to do our hashtag protest, right. you know, um, in the digital world, but right. right here on the ground right. where there's a need for people to actually get involved in their families, in their communities, in our neighborhoods, in our children's lives, and mm-hmm. our elders' lives, how would you advise someone to be the movement? Um, oftentimes I hear people saying uh, they disqualify themselves and they say, why me? Mm. And... I like to say, why not you? Right. You know, who's better qualified to help someone go through the things that you've already been through? Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes I would ask God to just take me out of situations when not realizing that I needed to ask him to, to help me get through them. Right. So sometimes we just need to be that helping hand just to help somebody get through mm. the things that they're going through and not just take them out. Yeah. I think oftentimes we have that that mindset that, we have to fix everything. Yeah. And I don't think it's a, a fixing type of problem. Um, situation <laughs> is more of a helping. Like you yeah. have to be able to help someone, help move them along, mm-hmm. guide them. Because eventually they're going to be on their own. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes they, they hashtag things and yeah. people want to do certain things. But I definitely do believe that when we sit back and we see others doing something, they say, oh, it's already done. Mm. Why they need me to do it? Mm-hmm. But why don't they need you why to do don't it? They? Why not? Yeah, yeah, why not you? Right. Who Who's better than you to tell your story or mm-hmm. to help someone go through their story or mm-hmm. to help someone see their truth or see their purpose? Yeah. Like, you should start. It starts with us. It starts with you. It starts with you extending yourself past yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you die to yourself, 
and realize that you need to help someone else, that's the beginning. Yeah. That's the beginning. I like that. So I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for being such a wonderful guest and, again, for the work that you're doing in our community. Um, We need so much more, um, and I'm grateful that we have you there on the front lines, Mm -hmm. you know, taking on the responsibility to fill the need. So thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank you again for listening to the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for another episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, norazahira.com. Or if you have a listener question that you would like me to answer on air, you can email me at questions at norazahira.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at Noor Zahira Muhammad and on Instagram at Noor Z20. I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please like and subscribe and share it out with family and friends and be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.